Welcome to Calvary Live. We are so glad you could join us through our podcast. Here at Calvary, we want you to live life at the highest level through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope today's message will be an encouragement. Find pursuit. Let's go to verse 46. Then they came to Jericho, Jesus and the disciples. Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, that is the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout. We've heard something about shouting, haven't we? Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man. Cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Can you imagine? Jesus wrote him a blank check. Sir, I tell you, there's some rewards for pursuing. Is anybody on this thing? What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Now, you see my title, Blind Pursuit. I want you to see if you can connect to Bartimaeus, all right? We're in the middle of, you know, here's, here's the thing I've noticed being in services like this. This is what we're encountering today is not foreign to us at Calvary. Can you say amen to that? How many are thankful? And so, so sometimes it's dangerous to try to get up and preach just a little after a move of God like that because what you have is called Holy Spirit hangover. See, right now you're just kind of like, ooh, that was good. So tell somebody next to you, come on, give the pastor just a few more minutes. Come on, hit him. In fact, you, you have to be old school to even know this trick I'm about to pull on you. Okay, how many of you would just give me an extra five minutes today while I preach? Let me see your hand. 5, 10, 15, 20, 20, 30, 40. Thank you. I appreciate that. So I got enough to go. It, it won't be that bad, I promise you. So let's look at this. Let's look at this. They came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd. They were leaving. And here's Bartimaeus. The Bible said he was a blind man. The Bible said he was a beggar. And I want you to understand that you can pursue God against all the odds. You can pursue God anytime you get ready to pursue God. I want you to hear that. It doesn't matter about your circumstances. You can make a choice. I've had enough. I've sat here long enough. I've been in this place long enough. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to get the attention of God. Anybody with me see? He was blind. He had huge obstacles. He had huge challenges. This isn't an allegory. It's not just a myth. This is an eyewitness literal account of a blind man. He's blind. He, he, he is challenged. His identity is his disability. People saw his disability before they saw his ability. He was categorized, limited, put in a context that he never wanted to be in. Are you with me today? The Bible says not, I didn't hear anybody. Thank, thank you. Not only was he blind, the Bible says now he's reduced to begging. Probably the most demeaning, uh, way to, to get income. Well, there are probably a few more. Worse. But one of the words, begging, begging, demean, sitting on the side of the road. The world's passing you by, 
dust is in your face. You're waiting on the kindness of strangers to buy the next meal you're going to eat. Bartimaeus is in a rough place. He's facing huge obstacles. He's, he's identified. He's pushed to the side. Roads aren't for sitting beside. Roads are for going somewhere. But he's on the sideline and life is passing him by. Have you ever felt that life is passing you by? That you're sitting there and people are happy. Today, instead of the blind man sitting on a roadside, it's a sad man looking at his Facebook. And, and, and what's happening is that you're sitting in your house throwing a pity party and you're looking at Facebook and everyone's uh, highlight videos are playing and life is passing you by and you're sitting there thinking nobody cares. My life is over. Look at the fun, the joy, the life everyone's having and I'm sitting here by myself. That's Bartimaeus. Life's passing him by. Everybody's enjoying it. It's going right by him and this blind man is stuck beside the road begging for one more morsel to eat And on this day, it had been like many other days, he never dreamed what was about to happen. He had no plan for that day. He didn't wake up that morning. I want you to get this. God can shift the trajectory of your life and you did not even know what he was about to do. He didn't get up that morning and say, Jesus is coming today. He didn't leave his house and say, I'm going to walk home seeing today. He just had another ordinary day. And maybe you thought today is just another ordinary Sunday. And I'm going to get up and I'm going to go. But I want you to know while you're having a hard time, Jesus has a plan with your name on it. And although it looks bad right now, it's not over yet. See, I've learned something in life. See if this resonates with you. When we think we're down to nothing, God just may be up to something. I want to say that one more time. When we think we're down to nothing, God just may be up to something. So what happens to him in this condition? Verse 47, when he heard, someone say heard. When he heard, what? That it was Jesus of Nazareth. Romans ten seventeen in the King James translation says, and we know. You need to know this, that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. This man's blind. He can't see Jesus. He's never seen him. He's limited in all of his uh, accessibility and, and all of his ability to communicate and get around. But there was something that man heard. There was something that went into his ear. He heard. He heard that it was Jesus And when he heard, listen, that it was Jesus, he began to do the only thing he could do in his situation. Sometimes we let what we can't do stop us from doing what we can do. Sometimes because we can't walk, we think we can't shout. Sometimes we think because I can't see that I can't move. But all this man had going for him was his ability to hear something. And when he heard it, he began to do something. Pursuit always begins right where you are with what you have. Anybody with me today? Pursuit can begin anywhere at any time. I know I'm preaching fast, but I got a lot to say. So what did he do? When he heard it was Jesus, he began shouting. Now, we learned last night about the power of spiritual dynamics that are released when you shout. I don't know if Bartimaeus understood that. But all that he did know in that moment is that I've got one shot to get this done. I've got one moment to get this done. I think sometimes we think God's going to do everything someday. 
We keep waiting for someday. We keep saying, I don't need to get serious today because I've got tomorrow. I'm going to tell you there's something that shifts in the spiritual moment in your life where you make a decision. I don't know if I have tomorrow. I don't know what it's going to be like tomorrow. I'm not going to wait on someone else. I'm going to begin to shout. I'm going to begin to do what I can, where I am, with what I have. And he began shouting. And what he shouted was unusual. Because prophetically, the Bible had told the Jews for the prophets and the law that the Messiah would be the son of David. He would come through the royal line of David. And nobody would dare give that title to anyone unless they knew he was the Messiah. When the children began to shout on the triumphal entry, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the son of David. The Pharisees were indignant. You can't call him the Messiah. You can't call him the son of God. But this blind man, listen to me, limited in many, many ways. He saw something, even though he was blind, that the Pharisees could not see, even though their eyes were open. This man's desperation caused him to say, I believe the son of God is walking by me today. I believe the one the prophets prophesied. I believe the Messiah. Messiah, you know what Messiah means? Anointed one. And this blind pursuer said, I've got a moment, and I'm going to shout. I'm going to do this. So, so, so watch verse 48 and 49. When he began to shout, Son of David, Jesus, Son of David, many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more. I like his response. Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. Look at this. You've got some of these people in your life. I, I want you to understand it's okay. Jesus did too. The blind man, man did too. So, so they called to the blind man. I don't know who they are. But if I ever find them, I'm going to kick them out of this church. Did you hear what I said? I'm going to usher them out of this church. Do you have any they in your life? You know who they are. They are the ones that told you you didn't need to go to church today. They are the ones that will tell you you don't need to serve Jesus. They are the ones that when God's about to do something in your life, there's always going to be somebody that says, you just need to sit down and be quiet. You just need to stop believing that. They're the ones that will tell you college students going and tell them you still believe that Jesus Christ is alive and well. And they may have a title and they may tell you that he's dead. But I'm going to stand here and tell you today that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. And sometimes your circumstances will say, my body is aching and my body is weary and I don't feel good. And they may say, Jesus hasn't hurt you. But I'm going to say, if they say he's not ready, I'm going to say he's been walking to you all day long. Just keep shouting. So let's back up and, and, and you know, these folks probably weren't happy when Jesus said, tell him to come over here. Can you see them? They were, you, you need to be quiet. I know there, there may have been some days in church today here at Calvary. <laughs> there may have been some of those days. I, I know you didn't come to me, Jesus. You know, you, you've been looking at your, your, your phone and you're like, my God, it's 1131 right now. They've been saying, when is this going to get over? <laughs> I used to be one of those, one of these. Anybody ever been a they? Come on, how many? Let's tell the truth. I remember when my mom and dad brought me to church and I didn't want to be there. 
and, the, and, and I was a they. I remember mom and dad coming home from church and talking about what a great service it was. And I remember sitting there in my smart aleck, immature, holier than that, not holier than that, I was senior than that, but in my, in, 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 in my arrogance, thinking, what are they talking about? And I was a they. I was a they. I said, my mom and dad don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're doing. But one day I met the God that they served. And I got out of the they category. And I got into the we category. I said, I want this stuff you guys have. They probably weren't happy. When Jesus said, call him and bring him over. Don't you know they were kind of like, I didn't want them to come. Well, let's don't worry about them too much longer. Let's look at this. What I want you to do is, what 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 did Bartimaeus do? When they said you got to stop. What did Bartimaeus do when they rebuked him and told him to be quiet? He said, I'm going to shout all the more. He said, I've only got one thing going for me and that's Jesus. I've only got one opportunity and if I don't get this today, I don't know when it's going to come around again. I don't know if this is going to happen. I can tell you right now, I don't know if America doesn't have an awakening right now. I don't know if America is going to ever be the same again. Anybody desperate about it? I'm desperate about this nation. I'm desperate about my children and grandchildren. I'm desperate about them. I'm desperate every day they go to school. I'm desperate when I drive by that school. I pray over that school. I speak at that school. I put my hands out on that school. I tell you how desperate I am. I'm a busy man. I got a lot of things going. You're busy. You got a lot of things going. I've got a lot of things to do. But I volunteered to go be on a team at my grandchildren's school on Tuesday morning at 730 so I can be there for a Bible study. So I'm going to do what I can with what I have where I am and I found out when I signed up come on listen got to help you that I wasn't going to be the teacher I'm not even going to teach I'm going to be the backpack guy and I don't care because it's not about me and I don't have to talk and they don't have to know who I am and they don't have to call me pastor reverend bishop whoever whatever I'm going to be standing there in the back of the room holding the backpack but I'm going to tell you those backpacks are going to get holy ghost anointed pray it over I said, God, if you anointed the handkerchief that touched Paul, come on, then you're going to anoint every backpack I'm going to lay my hand on and we're going to have revival in the school. And if any teacher dare tell my grandson he's a girl, you better watch out. You better watch out. There's an anointing on that backpack that'll jump on you and turn you right side out. Somebody say, can you say that? I said it and I'll say it again. I said it on TV. I said it on live stream. I'll say it till they cut us off. They better not go to my little granddaughter and say, honey, do you know who you are? She'll tell them who she is. My name is Judah Mercy. I'm born in this place. I'm a girl. I'm called. I'm anointed. I'm a daughter of the Most High King. I'm here to praise God. And you don't need to try to tell me what I already know. It's not my fault they know more at seven than the others do after we have PhD. That's just for fun. I'm going to call on him because I'm desperate for this nation. I'm desperate for this nation. I'm desperate for my grandchildren. I'm desperate for these schools. I'm desperate for our country. I'm desperate for this place. Somebody's got to call on Jesus. I believe he's passing by America right now. So what happens? What happens? What happens? I love verse 49. Jesus stopped. Jesus stopped. 
Jesus stopped. He says to him, what's the reward of a pursuer? What's the reward? He says, he says uh, sir, come here. Come here, sir. Get him up and bring him over here. I love what Bartimaeus did. Come on, you got to get this. Some, some of us only have enough faith after the fact. Look, he's still blind. He's still blind. And he said, call him. What does it say? It says he threw his cloak off. He, come on. He's still blind and he threw his cloak off. Then look at it. What does it say? He jumped up on his feet. He's still blind. He came to Jesus. He's still blind. You know what that man did? This, this guy had something in him. I don't know what happened to Bartimaeus that day, but I want some of that in my life. I don't know what got him, but he's still blind. He jumps up. He can't see Jesus yet. He doesn't know exactly where he is, but he's just following his voice. Come on, anybody with me? He's just following his voice. He, he jumps up. He's stumbling. He doesn't know where he is, but he said, I may trip. I may fall. I may stumble. You, they may get in the way, but I hear him. I hear him, and I'm going to get to him. It doesn't matter what I got to do. You know, you can start while you're still blind. You can start with all the circumstances and say, I will not stop till I get there. I'm just not going to stop till I get there. Still blind, throw away his cloak. Still blind, jump up to his feet. Still blind, goes to Jesus. Jesus says, what do you want me to do? He said, I know one thing I want to see. Your, your pursuit needs a focus. Your pursuit needs a focus. What are you pursuing for? I've got some names. I've got some things on a list. I don't know about you. I'm pursuing. You know what? I'm going to know when I get, when I'm pursuing, because I know exactly what to say to him in that moment. He said, I want to see. And I love this. Jesus said, your faith has healed you. Your faith has healed you. You know, I've heard a lot of people teach on faith, and, 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 and I teach faith, and I believe faith. I believe without, the words of without faith, you can't please God. But we've made it almost too hard. You know what faith looks like? He said, your faith. Faith looks like a person who won't give up when the chips are down. That's faith. I don't know how much you know about Scripture. I don't know how much you've done it or if you've been baptized, but faith looks like this. Listen to me. Faith is this. Faith says, I need Jesus and I'm not going to stop till I get there. That's faith. That's faith. You know, there's some people that have been saved five minutes that have more faith than people who have been saved five years. Faith is an action. Faith is an action. Faith says, I heard his voice. And I'm going to run and trip and crawl and fall and do what I've got to do till I get to that voice I heard. Till I get to this Jesus that I know is real. Faith is an action. It's not a theory. It's not, well, do I have enough faith? You'll never know if you have enough faith until you throw your cloak down and jump up on your feet and start going to Jesus. He said, your faith had something to do here. Your faith made this happen. And immediately, he received his sight. There were obstacles in his way. There were things that were bothering him. And, 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 the, and, and the they's were saying, be quiet. Stay in your place. Don't get out of your lane. But this man got up. And I want to know, what are you going to say? Here's, here's what this thing's about. And, and uh, I'm closing with this. There's an Olympian that you've probably heard of if you have any sports or you know history. And his name was Jim Thorpe. He was the first Native American to ever win a gold medal. Jim Thorpe was in the fifth Olympiad in Stockholm, Sweden. It was 1912. He had gone far beyond any Native American in, in American history. He came out of nowhere in obscurity. 
a young Indian boy that no one had given much hope for. But Jim Thorpe took the fifth Olympiad by storm. Worship team, you can come. And now he's on his final day. It's the day of the last three events of the decathlon. The decathlon is the pentultimate uh, event in the Olympics. Ten events. It, they crowned the greatest athlete in the world. And Jim Thorpe had worked and pursued his goal and run hard after it and done everything that he could. And it's the morning of the final main moment. All of his life he worked for it. For years he had trained and run and beat the odds. And now it's within his grasp. It's right there. It's right there. And he gets up that morning. Someone has stolen his shoes. So what are you going to do? You're going to sit on the roadside? You're going to let Jesus walk by? You're going to say it wasn't my day? You're going to say I was born this way? You're going to say nobody's for me? You're going to say nobody helped me? You're going to say nobody could do it? But Jim Thorpe is not going to give up. And he goes to the trash can and he starts looking and, 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 and he finds a shoe and he, he digs in, he, he finds another shoe, but, but, but the problem is that they're not his size and one's too big and one's too small. And, and, and what is Jim Thorpe going to do? Jim Thorpe says, I'm going to do what I can, what I have. Jim Thorpe says, I'm not going to let you stop me. If you stole my shoes, you may have thought you had me. The devil may have thought he stole my hope and my future. And this one looks kind of yanky and cranky and it doesn't fit me right. And this one is too small and it's pinching my toes. But this is what I know. If you have the pursuit in you, if you have the desire in you, they may not look so good. They may not match your outfit. This one's too big and that one's too small and I barely can get my feet in it. But Jim Thorpe wore the wrong shoes out of a trash can and won the decathlon and gave the gold medal back to the United States of America. And I'm here to tell you today, no one, no one can write the last chapter of your life but you. No one has the right to tell you who you can be, where you can go, what you can do. If the shoes don't fit, run anyway. If somebody stole your shoes, go get in the trash and find something else that will work for you. I want you to stand up with me right now. I want you to join me. I want you to stand. See, some of us in life have some shoes that don't fit. Some of you may have done what Jim Thorpe's done. Some of you may have your Goodwill shoes on today. I don't care. Jesus loved Goodwill as much as he loves Gucci. Some of you think Gucci's going to get you there. Not going to do it. If you got Gucci, proud of you, happy. I don't care. All is well. I forget all the names of everything. My girls take care of all that at my house. I just pay for it. Pierre Cardin, Gucci, Louis. You know what? I think all those rascals are part of the they category. Louis and Pierre, they keep stealing my money all the time. But even though my girls can spend my money better than I can, I love them. I love them. I love them. I love them. I love you. And I believe in you today. And I believe you're a warrior. I believe you're a champion. 
I believe there's something that will finally happen to you and say, you know what, I'm not going to turn back this time. I'm just not going to turn back. I'm not going to turn back. I'm going to pursue. How long are you going to pursue? I'm going to pursue until I get there. Well, look, you tried all this time and somebody steals your shoes. It's not fair. Yeah, life's not fair. There's a real devil. And there are crazy people. Some of them abused you and lied to you and hurt you and ripped you off. Broke their vows and broke your heart. And you know what? You just get up and keep running again. You get up and put your shoes on again. They may not fit. They may not feel good. Look at him. Just go over just a little bit, Avery. Look at his shoes. There they are. There's the man right there. Look at, look at that. He was the ugliest looking gold medal winner in the history of the gold medal. There they are right there. There are the shoes. Somebody threw away what he made into a gold medal. Somebody threw you away and God made a gold medal out of you. Somebody said you weren't going to make it and God made a medal out of you. Somebody left you on a trash heap and Jesus went in and said, you know, the devil threw them away and their family threw them away and the world threw them away. But I'm not going to give up till I get you out of this trash can. And I'm never going to walk off from you. And I'm going to work for you until I find who you are. That's who you are. It doesn't matter if no one ever recognized you. God knows who you are. We're the house of God. As long as you want to pursue, you can pursue in this place. It's not too late. I know I need to close. I'm trying. (laughs) This is it. There was a moment where... That's hard for us to understand, but the point is so strong. Lot and his wife and their family had been freed from judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah. And God said, the only thing I'm going to ask you to do is take off running and don't look back. He said, that's all you got to do. I'm going to take care of everything else. I'm talking to somebody today. And he said, but just don't look back. Just don't look back. His wife looked back into her life. I heard Christine Kane say something recently. She said, there's one thing I know. I'm not going to be Lot's wife. I'm not going to be Lot's wife. I'm not going to look back. God set me free. He dug me out of a trash can. He didn't give up on me when somebody stole my shoes. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you something. I stand in front of you today. I'm not going back. Anybody else in this room going to say, I'm not going back. I'm not going back. So if you're not afraid of my ugly shoes you're in this room today and you're going to lead a wave of revival and you want to say today I'm coming to Jesus today I'm coming out of where I've been I've been on the edge the enemy's trying to pull me down and trying to ruin my life and I'm coming out today pastor come on this isn't about your head close your eyes you're saying I got to come out of something today you may be born again and love you with all your heart. Come on. Come on, guys. Come on, Pastor. Come on. You say today, I'm coming out of this thing. I need to hear somebody. Come on. Somebody's been away from God. Somebody's been out there. Come on. The devil's been on your case. You've been trying to come fight it. Come on. I don't want to stay any longer. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. There's 30 people in this room that need to get out of your seat right now. Come on. I've been on the edge. I've been on the edge. The devil's lied to me. Lied to me. Lied to me. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Let's don't wait any longer. Come on, come on, come on. No longer, no longer. Come on, the enemy's been on me. Enemy's been on me, been on me, been on me. Try to discourage me. Try to beat me down. Come on, somebody needs to say, I'm not going back. Somebody needs to say it. 
You're on the edge. You're too close to the edge. You need to set your face and say, I'm not going back. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can connect with us live each Wednesday and Sunday through our social media pages. If today's message has blessed you, please rate and review us so that more people